Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. Lucy, how are you? Fantasy come reality. As she as she walks away, as I literally say that, <laughs> it's so good to have you. Okay, see you later. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's been it's been it's been like a month actually. I think since we've all been together on a show. Yep, it's been a busy month. <laughs> it has been. We have uh, Cynthia Grace, who was uh, a previous guest on the show, coming as a guest co-host because you know the view always does guest co-host, and I'm like, it's so cool. Just to, and so I added her onto the. The thingy, it's just cool. I think small little we'll have things. To ask her how Angelica is. Mm. <laughs> oh. Cynthia. Oh God, I love it. I love this time of year in my oh, area. Was it? Uh, is it hot out there? No, it's well. Today it's actually in the seventies, which is shockingly cold for this time of year. It's usually in the high nineties. I love that type of weather. Seventy degrees is perfect. Oh, I'm not saying anything bad about that. No, no, no. I love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's great. Uh, but the reason why I love this time of year is called the Sturgis Rally and Races. Oh, you're doing the bike, the biking. Yes, I love going up there and I love having fun with the people. What was that once? The, what was that one thing you were going to tell me? Oh, about uh, uh, you asked me about the uh, topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's the uh, here's the backstory behind it. Um, I, uh, statistically I'm safer with the 1% outlaw motorcycle, uh, gangs than I am with law abiding people. And here's why I say that, uh, this past January, uh, there's an event in my area called the black Hill stock show and rodeo. Now I'm going to say this and a lot of people will be shocked, but most of the people there, about 95%, maybe a little more are law-abiding citizens, okay? There might be a few with a DUI or two, maybe uh, some assault. For the most part, they're law-abiding citizens. I went down there to go listen to our governor and her lies. I'm going to tell you what, it took me three days to detoxify from all the feelings of negativity and hate and the stares I got when I walked into that arena. Wow. You just have to learn to turn it into your fuel. When you see their hate, you have to be like, ha, I'm oh, winning. Oh, I, I learned to, but guy, it was the hatred was so intense. Like I said, it took me three days mm. just to detox. But wow. um and I just I went there for a reason and I'm glad I did because it pissed my governor off. Woohoo. So uh, sorry to interrupt. You're in South Dakota, right? Yes. So your governor, okay. Fascinating. Um, Cynthia, uh, we were talking back in March, you and I on the show about uh the what was going on with the states. And it was it's it's odd, I feel, how we were talking about these attacks that these that these states were um doing, and then the opinion broke on where we weighed, and then we saw it happen right before our eyes, and now we're just seeing the aftermath of that. You see what happened in Georgia? What happened there in Georgia? 
um, due to the uh, removal of Roe v. Wade, since some of these places are making it to where a uh, fetus has personhood, um, a lot of people in Georgia are like, if that's the case, then I should be able to like use the HOV lane, get child support when I'm pregnant, get uh, entitlement to tax revenue, include them on my taxes. Well, Georgia was like, yeah, yeah. If that's how they want to make it, that's how it's going to be. So now that's the case. Okay. All right. Well, that's how we have to play the game. Snap and you're pregnant, which obviously that's not enough support for the horrible shit that they're doing besides the fact that they're removing bodily autonomy. Mm -hmm. Still very much against the removal of Roe v. Wade. I just think that this could all be avoided if they listen to reason, but they don't. I, I, I've thought about this and it's just, it's like, I feel like I've seen this before and I just, I don't, I just can't put my tongue on it. I can't feel, I just can't, I feel like I've seen or heard or read about what's happening in America today somewhere before a few times. I can think of at least one very, very infamous and that's Nazi Germany. Oh yeah, that is true. Isn't that the, the Nazis? I, I think it's a good contrast between what's happening in Indiana as opposed to what happened in Kansas, because Kansas, they put up put it up to a statewide vote. And I think the vote was something like 60-40, like pretty overwhelmingly in support of keeping the Kansas Constitution the same so as to maintain abortion rights. Whereas in Indiana, um, there's there's supposed to be a non-binding resolution that the citizens of Indiana are going to vote on that was uh, vetoed by the state legislator so that people couldn't have a voice. So it goes to show that when you put this issue up to the democratic process, people overwhelmingly want to maintain abortion rights. Mm -hmm. it's, it's popular everywhere. It's a majority of Americans and an overwhelming majority of women who support maintaining abortion rights. Mm -hmm. I so think it's 60 midterms coming up how that's gonna look afterwards granted you know yeah i'm i'm really curious about that too because uh some democrats have been very vocal in supporting abortion rights but at the same time the democratic party at large is not doing nearly enough i know oh my god so, they should be doing they something. had their opportunity during obama and they chose not to do a damn thing yeah it's true Obama just sat there and said, not my priority, not my battle, basically. Yeah. The reality That's is Roe v. Wade was always shaky grounds to keep abortion rights on. Yeah, it should have been codified via law. I mean, exactly. I, I don't I don't blame Obama for that one as much. I blame that one more on our Congress and senators, congressmen and senators. I say Congress people because I don't like the gender term, but like they could have propositioned something and brought it forward, but the Democrats were just so so like lazy and so with that mindset of oh everybody's just trying to do the right thing no no they're not it's it's the liberal mindset that progress is a vertical line and we're fine yeah. because we already have Roe v wade and nothing will ever change in regards to that our silly little yeah. liberal friends oh biden who didn't want to help out Roe v wade well, in this instance, they'd have to—they should have really codified it in like law. But the well, fact he could have stacked the Supreme Court. He—he he knew this was coming. He could have stacked the Supreme Court with uh, more judges, and he said he didn't—he wasn't going to do that. Well, for adding more judges to the Supreme Court, I thought you needed um, more than just a president. 
No, all you have to do, he can nominate. There's no limit of currently right now of how many Supreme Court judges uh, sit. He could have nominated three more people and with the, he could have, you know, done some, uh, we hold them, uh, the Democrats hold the majority in the Senate and we could have got three more judges on there. I just okay. think they should uh, pull back the ones that are on because you can use the Senate to, to remove Supreme Court justices. Yep, it's impeachment and good luck with that. Trying to get in a Republican to actually say, Kavanaugh lied, and we're going to hold him to his, uh, you know, accountability. Same thing with uh, Amy Cohen. How the fuck this cunt got up there is beyond me. But yeah, it's it's a it's a matter of the status quo. They have the option of removing justices, but that would, from their perspective, make it look like the um, the the Supreme Court is becoming um, what is it a partisan matter, and they want to maintain this idea that no, the Supreme Court is nonpartisan, they're unbiased judges of the law, which obviously isn't true. It's never been true, but the Democrats are still going on with that line of logic to our detriment. Surprising vote overnight in Kansas, the first state to vote on abortion since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Voters there triggered a strong backlash affirming the state's constitution, which protects abortion rights. Remember, Kansas is a deep red state where there are far more Republicans than Democrats. The vote rejecting a proposed amendment to the state constitution that would have invalidated abortion rights in Kansas. Rachel Scott has been tracking this issue and was there overnight as the results came in. Good morning, Rachel. Robin, good morning. This was a massive show of support for abortion rights in a conservative, traditionally red state. Less than six weeks after Roe versus Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court, voters in this state of Kansas sent a clear message that the right to an abortion should be protected. This was the moment the results came in. Kansas voters overwhelmingly decided to protect access to abortion. It's a huge victory for Kansas, for women, for reproductive rights in America. The first political test in a post-Roe America, handing abortion rights groups a major victory. This sends a message that the women are coming out of the woodworks. <laughs> like, we are not going anywhere and we are going to protect ourselves. Voters blocked an amendment that would have stripped protections from the state's constitution, clearing the way for lawmakers to enact tighter restrictions or an outright ban. Anti-abortion rights activists say it's far from over. If the last 50 years haven't shown anything, we've been fighting, I, we're not gonna stop fighting. The turnout soared, lines stretching around the block. Voters on both sides energized after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. We don't want to be known as an abortion state. We want to have some limits and we want to have the people have the right to say what they want in their own state. As somebody that's had an abortion, I think it's incredibly stigmatized and I think that we need to get rid of that stigma and it begins with keeping access to safe, legal and affordable abortion. At least 14 states have stopped nearly all abortion services, but Kansas will remain a safe haven for abortions, at least for now. The overwhelming no vote just proves that People in states can stand up and say, no, you're not going to control my body. And I hope this is an example for other states. This primary was closely watched around the nation. President Biden released this statement after these results came in, saying this makes clear the majority of Americans believe the right to an abortion should be protected. And in just a few hours, the president is expected to sign an executive order to help support out-of-state patients who have to travel to get an abortion. So I got my first monkeypox vaccine shot the other day. 
And I, I heard about I wanna, that. Yeah. I wanted to get uh, ahead of the curve because I figure there's going to be supply chain issues in the not too distant future. There already um, is. Um, so it's part, um, from what I understand, it's part of a two shot regimen, kind of like how it was in the beginning of COVID. I got the first shot, which offers some protection. And what it is, it was, it's actually um, a version of the smallpox vaccine because monkeypox and smallpox are related. But vaccination against smallpox offers some protection against monkeypox. And um, we used to do smallpox vaccinations as just a regular course of a vaccine regimen for everybody in the country. But that was discontinued in um, I believe the 70s, when um, smallpox was basically eradicated. So, mm. yeah. One of the crazy things right now is that people are saying, like, like, I literally saw some posts on it where people were, like, going back with that conspiracy theorist mindset because they said, oh, I thought monkeypox was an ST, uh, STD only the gays could get. Now that they're oh, seeing... God. Now that they're seeing that there are people who are contracting it without sexual intercourse, they're like, oh, I, I thought this was an STD. It is obviously the government messing with stuff. Hooey. Yeah. Like, no, it's never been an STD or an STI. It's literally just a viral infection that you can get from airborne transmission, touching. In some instances, if you swim in water, you can shed and it'll transmit that way after someone else has jumped in the water that you've just jumped into. It's very viral. And we collectively have a very, very short memory because this is the same kind of mental process a lot of people had for HIV. Mm -hmm. HIV obviously was not limited to the, the queer community, but that's the way it was presented by certain media outlets. And we're kind of seeing the same thing with monkeypox because unfortunately monkeypox is, um, the, this wave of monkeypox is primarily affecting the LGBT community. So right-wing media is having a field day with it, making it out to be an STD that's specifically a problem for the queer community when that's not the case. Oh, yeah, I've even been asked like, oh, do you plan on getting vaccinated for it? And I was like, well, I plan to, are you considering it? And like, oh, I'm not gay. And I'm like, yes, what? that's obviously how this works. Like, the mm -hmm. virus is gonna come up to you and be like, smell straight to me and look at the way they dance and look at the way they dress yeah that's just crazy on how people think that way and then it's even funnier when they get it mm -hmm. that's propaganda being pushed anything to further uh alienate the general public from the the queer community is what the the right wing is going to use it for and it's convenient to do so because it is affecting our community at a disproportionate level, unfortunately. And it's solely based off of like the randomness of its initial vector in. Like this could be happening with straight people. And I also kind of feel that that's one of the reasons why we haven't seen as much response on it because it's not affecting them. What's that? It's not affecting them. That's why. Yeah, exactly. It's just like how when HIV had happened originally, it was like, oh, it's not really affecting the important people yet. Let's not worry about it. But that's just the thing. It's a disease. It's going to start affecting everybody. And in this instance, it's very, it's like very easy to transmit this. So what, uh, how do you think that's going to go going forward with COVID and having now monkeypox on the rise? There's going to be a lot of conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. There's already a lot of pissed off scientists and, um, 
people who are, I'm not going to enunciate it properly, but the people who study viruses uh, have already talked about how we have a window of opportunity that we could kind of contain this. We should really take the steps now, but nobody's kicking out the manufacturing of the vaccine. Yeah, there are a couple of uh, state governments, California in particular, is um, trying to get a hold of, um, I believe it's between 600,000 and 800,000 more Mm -hmm. vaccines, and they need the federal government's help to do so. Hopefully, since we don't have a certain somebody in office anymore, we'll have more effective um, management of this, but time will tell. Yeah, because California, as of Friday, the um, incident rate of people who were infected was 826 and oh, the next largest state was new york oh it's even higher now i read oh, uh, my. i think i read in the la times uh it was uh 1300 cases in Ooh. california and something like i don't want to get my numbers wrong on the podcast uh something like 7,000 nationally if i remember correctly well that's a big jump in such a short amount of time which i mean that is the case it's 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 a version of smallpox it's related to it i forget the genus name but like these things they're very viral don't be licking strangers mm-hmm. but well, yeah so, going like, back to those conspiracy theories uh they're going to overtake uh you know scientific fact yeah like they did with COVID. yeah and it's you know, it's kind of a one-two punch thing too, because the, there's the the narrative that oh, COVID is a pandemic, so now we have this another health emergency on the horizon that's going to feed into the the same conspiracy theory that we're still going through for COVID. Everybody seems to be talking about monkeypox. So what is monkeypox, and where did it come from? Monkeypox is a DNA virus very similar to that which caused smallpox in humans. While it does infect a number of animal species, it was originally identified in two groups of captive lab monkeys in the late 1950s, hence the name. When a virus spreads from animals to humans, it's known as zoonotic. Luckily, monkeypox doesn't spread easily to humans, and when infections do occur, they require close contact with an infected animal or human. The virus can infect the body through broken skin, across mucous membranes, via large respiratory droplets, bodily fluids, bites or scratches, or handling material infected with the virus, such as infected bedding or clothing. If infected with monkeypox, symptoms usually develop within 5 to 21 days. These include a fever, head and muscle aches, swollen lymph nodes and tiredness. A few days after developing a fever, a rash can develop. This rash then develops into the characteristic pox blisters. Illness generally lasts from 2 to 4 weeks and once the blisters heal, the individual is no longer infectious. So what about vaccines? As smallpox and monkeypox viruses are closely related, smallpox vaccines are very effective against monkeypox and have been used in the past in response to similar outbreaks. If um if somebody comes at you with a wacky conspiracy, you just up the ante. Like for instance, somebody's like, "Oh, the moon landing was a hoax." You chime in with, "Please, you believe in the moon?" That's well, funny, not. Like, mm-hmm. Which is funny that real life conspiracies are nowhere near as outlandish as like the ones that these crazies come up with it's like 
the one with the guy who died in San Francisco when they were testing um, a benign virus to see how it spreads through a population. They're like, oh, crap, we messed up. And then it was like found out about like 20 years later. And it's like, those are your actual realistic things that happen. And then you've got these people who think like a bajillion people are secretly hiding the fact that the moon landing somehow was staged. Yeah, I think I think part of the reason why conspiracy theories become so entrenched is they operate on a similar kind of mindset to cults, being that um, someone feels that they are privy to a special knowledge that everybody else is too much of a sheep to be aware of, and that special knowledge makes them important. So it's very very difficult to dig somebody out of the conspiracy theory hole when when they get into it because everybody wants to feel like they're special and smart. Bah, I'm a sheep. <laughs> that's that's what they call us. They call us sheep. So. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Tom Lally. Most abortions will soon be illegal in the state of Indiana after weeks of public testimony and debate at Indiana State House. Governor Eric Holcomb signed Senate Bill 1 late last night. Our Connor Steffen spent the day speaking with lawmakers and those impacted to learn more. Indiana is now the first state after the overturn of Roe to pass a law banning most abortions. Current Indiana law allows for pregnant patients to undergo abortion procedures up to 20 weeks post-fertilization. Once SB1 goes into effect, most abortions will be illegal in the state of Indiana. What we see is women's bodily autonomy, their freedom, their right to self-determination being stripped effective in mid-September. I'm satisfied that we uh, accomplished something. I think we had, uh, in the end, a very positive uh, impact. Strong visceral reactions across the board tonight in Indiana, where nearly all abortions are now banned after Governor Eric Holcomb signed SB1 into law late Friday. It makes Hoosier lawmakers the first in the nation to pass legislation restricting access to abortion since the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in June. I think states across the U.S. that didn't have a trigger law already in place were watching what was going to happen in Indiana. The bill will provide exceptions for when the life of the mother is at risk and for fatal fetal anomalies up to 20 weeks post-fertilization. It will also allow exceptions if the pregnancy was a result of rape or incest up to 10 weeks post-fertilization. While the consensus amongst Democrats, like Secretary of State candidate Destiny Wells, is dissatisfaction. I think it was an atrocity, it was a shame that we were the ones who set the precedent across the country. The same feelings resonate among a portion of the Republican Party as well. I am very happy. Uh, however, I think we left a lot on the table, um, and that's uh, both post-pregnancy uh, and pre uh uh, pregnancy. Others amongst the pro-life group and majority of Republicans see things differently. In remarks made following his signature last night, Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb released the following statement saying in part, quote, following the overturning of Roe, I stated clearly that I would be willing to support legislation that made progress in protecting life. In my view, SEA1 accomplishes this goal. Uh, speaking of sheep news, apparently in Indiana, uh, they have passed an air turtle ban on abortion. Uh, have you heard about that? That happened last oh, yeah. uh, week. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, we've. Heard, I've heard about it. So I think um, there's um, a good contrast to be made with how Indiana has responded to the lifting of Roe v. Wade versus how Kansas has done it. 
Kansas put it up to a general vote and the people of Kansas overwhelmingly voted to um, keep their constitution as is to uh, keep abortion legal in the state. Whereas um, Indiana, if I understand correctly, fact checking on this, that um, it was mostly through state legislators and not through a general vote. And they voted to pass some extremely restrictive regulations on abortion. And um, the state legislators are also knocking down a motion to put the issue of um, abortion on a ballot for people to vote on. So it goes to show when we put this kind of thing up to a democratic process, people want to keep abortion rights. Like it is overwhelmingly popular in the United States as it should be. And when state legislators, particularly Republicans get their hands on it, they do not care about democracy or the will of the people whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No, they yeah. don't. It's been demonstrated time and time again. Really, I, I try to keep my, I try to try to understand what's going on and, and, and logic defies what's happening. Really what I see is how ha- it's just oppression. I just feel like it's, 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 fa- it's, it's all these stories. And I, we've, I've said it time and time again, it's just a repeat of history and it's just control. It's a group of people that want to maintain power and they will do whatever it takes to ensure that they maintain that power. And they do that. And they're doing that state by state and, there happens to be some people in certain states that somehow make it through such somehow in Kansas, they allowed it to where the people were able to vote and the people, they made it clear. 61% of the people in this country agree that abortions are safe uh, or not safe, but they agree that abortion should be, uh, should be legal for those that need them. And, and it's outrageous that we have uh, politicians that literally are putting up the middle finger to the American people saying, fuck you, we're not going to do what you're literally wanting us to do. And they're doing it because they're getting paid by large corporations and lobbyists to 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 fund their organizations and what they want and 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 screwing the American people and. In a way, then it leads us back to the voting and and us not participating in voting. But then why would we? You know, they disenfranchise us by by what they're doing. So anyway, I'm rambling. But uh, if we look at my state where I live and I live in South Dakota, uh, we have a governor who went on national TV and basically said that a 10 year old girl should be forced to have her rapist's baby. What? You yeah, didn't say that for a minute, but. You didn't see that interview with Christine Nome because they brought her on there when a 10 year old girl was impregnated in Ohio. She had to go to Indiana to get an abortion before they passed the law. And they brought Christine Nome, my governor, on, um, I think it was Face the Nation. And they asked her if she believes that a basically she was trying to skirt the issue. But finally, the uh, host actually had enough, uh, I don't know what to call it, balls to finally corner her on it. And Christy Nome said, basically, it would be a tragedy if this, you know, if she uh, boarded the baby. And then what made matters worse was the uh, right wing media said that this was a hoax, that this never happened. And boy, did they look silly when uh, it was proven Yes, this actually was a case. This actually did happen. Here is the actual 10-year-old girl. Here's the doctor and everything else. Well, we all know that it didn't look silly to their demographic because their demographic doesn't really care about reality. And in Indiana, um, they had to uh, fight to keep in some exceptions, like exceptions for rape and incest, because there were people within the Indiana government that wanted a full-stop ban. So even to get those very, very 
few exceptions in there it, they had to fight for it. Aria, Lucy, thank you so much. Looking fabulous as always. Thank you, Caroline. Appreciate the invite. <laughs> Thanks for being here. All right, my friends. We'll see you both next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah, unironically, I went to um, a Wait. fetish-themed club. It was... Yeah, but yours are so wholesome. The ones I get invited to are just like chasers who want to do E and like fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was fun. I watched a bunch of people get tied up and slapped around. It was really yes, fun. I wish I had. Instead, I have the ones that are like. Call that a rodeo up here.